Welcome everybody. We are back for another episode of Boss Talks with Joel Lord and Christine Drummond and we want to congratulate you on your time. We we really respect you for, you know, sharing your time with us because it is your most valuable commodity and we just really want to yeah, take this moment to say we respect you, we acknowledge you, and we hope that um, whatever you're doing in your world right now, that this adds value and helps take your communication to the next level. Because today, Joel, we're talking about communication. Absolutely. So where do we start with communication? Why do we communicate? Well, really, it's to create a new feeling mm-hmm. and to make you feel, to stop feeling bad and to feel good. So, yeah, like, and like the amazing thing about communication that I only just learned myself was you, you've heard this like really scary statistic that, you know, around 80% of businesses fail in the first five years. And when you think about that, the Australian Bureau of Statistics says that there's 2.2 million businesses in Australia. Well, that means in the next five years, one point, about 1.7 million businesses are going to disappear. And that's 1.7 million families that are attached to those businesses. So employees, wives, children. So the number of people that get devastated by that is like, like a lot higher. And when the studies have been done to see actually what causes businesses to go out of like to fail, it's not the, the number one reason, reason isn't profitability or sales it's actually a lack of internal communication and it's also like either internal communication or external with the customer that's actually like demolishing these businesses. Mm. So when you think about that, where else in our lives uh, is a lack of communication likely to, to cause a breakdown? You know, your relationships, uh, you know, like family kids. members, kids, <laughs> you know, if you can't effectively communicate and I guess, I guess, for me, communication is a way of being able to influence people to be on the right path. What, what do you think? Oh, absolutely. And I think it's a great way to build rapport with people as well. But a lot of people don't take responsibility for their communication. And a lot of people as well, um, you know, listening is just as important as speaking, isn't it? Like you've really got to be an active listener. So many people are listening, but they're Um, just waiting to share their point of view without actually listening to the person that's communicating with them at the time. So you've got to take some self-responsibility, I think. And I've definitely been working on my listening skills over the past couple of years because it's so important, guys, when you're building rapport with people, when you're building that connection with people, that you really listen and find out what makes them tick and what's important to them. And, you know, um, we learnt on the weekend as well that, 7% of your words, that's what people are remembering, only 7% of what you're saying. How, like, that's crazy to me as a speaker, as a coach, as someone who trains people to know that only 7% of what I'm saying is going to stick with them. (laughs) You just, it's just crazy, isn't it? Um, 38% is voice quality. So how you say it, your, your volume, your pace, your tone. And then 55% is your physiology. So your body language and your gestures and your expressions. So when you're communicating, you have to think about all these things. And sometimes we, we say things just for the sake of saying things. You know, there's no substance behind it. We're not trying to persuade anything apart from our own opinion. <laughs> so you really do have to think about, well, why am I saying this? Is it just to be liked? 
or is it to actually get a point across that you think is going to be of value to the other person that's receiving it? And uh, when it comes to relationships, something that my partner Tom and I um, get involved with is what we call radical communication. We give ourselves permission to have radical communication about certain topics. You know, I know financial, um, the topic of finances is one that, you know, really places a lot of strain on couples. But why not make it fun when you're talking about finances? Why not have a glass of wine and a beer and then start the discussion or, you know, have like a financial date night kind of thing so that you can really um, dig into, you know, what your goals are around your finances. And then when it comes to your kids, kids communicate differently. So you really want to know what kind of communication style your child has. I, I know with my daughter, Summer, who's six, I can't yell from one room to another and expect her to um, take in what I'm saying. She actually needs me to be down on my knee to her height and in her face and telling her what she needs to know. Otherwise, it just goes through one ear and out the other. So find out what communication style your kids have and don't always come from this level if they're down here. Like get down on their level eye to eye and let them know that what they're saying is like you're registering. They're being heard. Let them know, I've heard you. I understand. You know, just and repeat back what they're saying to you so that they can really feel that you are communicating on the same level as them. Yeah, well, on the weekend, we went down and we learned uh, how to effectively communicate better from the stage and and one-to-one. And it was with a, a gentleman from Destiny Training uh, whose name is Scott DeMullen. And wow, what a weekend. We got so much more than what we, we bargained for. And we would love to be able to share the whole, the whole <laughs> three days with you on a one podcast. Uh, but something that like I've heard before and really hit home for me this time was like every communication, no matter who it's with, uh, is either a loving response or a cry for help. Mm-hmm. And I think we really uh, can be quick to judge when we, we're seeing someone acting a certain way if you could think about why are they acting that way? Well, like, are they, are they singing up for help? You know what I mean? Like, yep. are they crying for help or are they doing something that is an act of love? So uh, it's just, just something to like to think about when you're communicating with people, you know, that might be uh, challenging for you to, uh, to be in a conversation with, mm-hmm. or they're, you know, in business or at work or a client. Um, what are they really trying to say? What's behind the words? Because as you said before, like only 7% of communication is words. Mm-hmm. So how are they saying it? What's their physiology behind it? And that's a big thing. So it's, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And it's the, it's the syntax that, that counts. So absolutely, you were saying before uh, that you've, you've heard of another great way uh, to really clear the air with teams in business uh, and it was like rumble, yes. rumble time or yeah. rumble, like, <laughs> sounds like something else there. But anyway. <laughs> so Brene Brown has this amazing book called Dare to Lead. She's got a, she's got a, a lot of amazing books. But um, in her Dare to Lead book, she talks about this thing called the rumble. Now, it's, it's rumble as in like have a hustle, have a fight, I guess, that kind of rumble. Not a rumble, rumble. <laughs> Rumble, that's getting more exciting. <laughs> and um, what she does, her, her staff, her team can come to her and when she hears the word rumble, 
Renee, we got to, we need to have a rumble with you. It means that it's a safe environment. Everyone is is felt like you can feel heard. Everyone can say what is on their mind. You can give constructive feedback. You can give positive feedback. You can give any kind of feedback as long as it's forward thinking and you come with a solution. So you can't just come in and be negative and say this is not working. You're coming in with a solution to whatever it is. So I love that. I think it's great and I think it's something that we can, um, we can incorporate into the home. We can incorporate it into business. We can incorporate it with suppliers you can incorporate it with your team, your employees, your customers, and you can let them know that when that word, that term is used, Christine, can I have a rumble with you? Um, they can come to you with, with anything and it's safe and whatever is spoken, they won't be judged. They'll just felt, feel heard and then let's work on a solution to overcoming that. I just, I just really love that. I think it's a really great way because let's face it, a lot of us are not communicating at all and we're not communicating properly. And we're not giving people constructive feedback. Now, on the weekend, Joel and I had to get up and give a speech on stage. And we, it was a room full of 90 people. And at the end of our five-minute speech, they were allowed to give us individual um, positive feedback and then constructive feedback. And, you know, it was amazing to receive both of that, that feedback. And, it, again, it was a safe environment. And they were coming from a place of love because they want to see us grow. They want to see us flourish. They want to see us improve our communication and our engagement skills from the stage. So I actually really loved it and thrived off, off that. But a lot of people can't handle feedback, constructive feedback, because they see it as being judged. They see it as, um, you know, people not liking them. And they see it as... Um, you know, they, they start to feel shame around it. And we don't want you to do that. We want you to own it and go, okay, well, how can I make this better? How can I be better? And we spoke about this before. The most important communication, the person that you need to have the best communication with is yourself. Isn't that right? 100%. And, you know, the communication, so the way you, the, the words you use to describe uh, a situation is how you live it. So, mm -hmm. There's some people that could go through the, like Christine could go through the exact same uh, situation as somebody else. And the way the words that Christine uses to describe it, if they're in a positive fashion, is going to create a, a positive experience and a positive memory. And someone else could be saying, using uh, it in a negative way, and they're going to like live it in a totally different way. And you could really, really have a punishing, disempowering lifestyle if, if you do that. So, it's really important like to have your internal dialogue nailed uh, and look, you know, you are not going to get this turned around in, in five minutes and you could just take the time to really notice that you've used disempowering language and just go, I'm curious about that. I wonder why I did that. I wonder, I wonder how I can make that better. Uh, so next time, eventually just like going to the gym or learning a new skill, you will learn how to speak, in a more positive, empowering way with yourself. And then eventually your life's just going to start to build and build and build and build and get better and better and better. And I was only speaking to a client yesterday and saying that like three or four years ago, I was uh, successful on the outside, but I was living completely in a disempowering way. Mm. Like the, my internal dialogue was all like, I'm not good enough. I need to be better. I, like focusing on what I didn't have. And like, my, like, no wonder I was under stress and it took a big life reset. And things are turned around and like I've worked on for years with actually the guy that put the Engage Melbourne on, uh, 
from my coach James to really, he used to just pick me all the time. Like I'd come to him with these issues, issues that I had that were really big and I just want him to fix them. And I'd, I'd tell him the story and he'd go, yeah, I know that's important to you, but let's find a better way to say it. And I was like, oh my goodness, like just let's work out how to get this solution. But the solution was to communicate the story in a better way to myself. And then I just felt better about it. So yeah, like, so, so that's for me and that's, and that will be the same for you on the, the listener. And what, what other forms of, so if we don't become more effective communicators, what are some of the costs that you can think of that people will, that may face if they don't nail their communication? Oh, there's so, there's so many things. Like if you can't get communication, not, not that it's right, but if you can't improve on your communication, you can um, experience disconnect. You can experience um, not people misinterpreting what you're trying to say. And you'll know as well with your phone. Like when you're typing a message to someone, there's no emotion or anything in it. So quite often people misinterpret what you text or what you email um, because you need the physiology, you need all of it. And um, we've got an example. Like yesterday when we went to the airport, remember the girl that we saw behind the um, counter and we kind of said, hey, how are you going? And her physiology spoke for her, didn't she? We could see that she was exhausted. So we just asked a few key questions. You know, she's a single mom. She gets up at 2.45 a.m. every morning to drive to work to the Melbourne airport to work in one of these um, cafes. And it was, she just looked like a tired, stressed mum. And her, her communication with us through her body was, it was speaking so loud and so clear <laughs> that we, we quickly asked a few questions and made her feel better by the time she left our presence. <laughs> so, um, like, that's, that's a type of communication. So through that. Now, um, I'm learning new communication styles through my dad at the moment. My dad um, has dementia. And he can no longer communicate um, properly back with us. So I tell him a lot of stories. I tell him what's going on. I tell him, you know, all these things. And he'll try and communicate back, but he, um, he can't say what he wants to say. So someone recently told me who's also going through the same thing, what they did was they taught their dad two letters. And I think it was E and R. I don't know why they were the two letters. I think that's that's right. So when he wanted to communicate, all he all he spoke was e r e r r r e r e r, and that's all he said. And he was having a great old conversation, and it was his way of communicating. And even though they couldn't understand what he was saying, he was he still felt heard. He still felt valued, and he still had his dignity because he was saying two letters, but everyone else was reacting as if he was having a conversation with them. So. Those, there's, oh, there's just so many things. If you, if you can't get your communication right, especially with yourself, and, and Joel, Joel and I are very similar. We don't do negativity. So we're very positive speakers to ourselves, to our families, to our team, to our community. And if someone does come to us with negativity, we're very quick to pick them up on it and get them to flip it, aren't we? We're very good at that. Yeah, policeman, uh, the, the, the negativity police... <laughs> Sergeant Christine comes out and uh, moves them along. So, yeah, it is, it is like that. And think about, like, the ramifications of not being able to uh, communicate what you are feeling, what you're needing, 
or even being able to influence your your intimate relationship. You know, there's so many uh, marriages that break up through lack of communication. There's like your kids, you need to be able to influence them to keep them on the straight and narrow. You know, kids will get into the wrong crowd and you need to be able to effectively communicate that they need to be uh, like behaving in the way that you want, like whether they're five or they're, uh, you know, in a way that's empowering for them, that's great for their growth. You know, no one wants to see their kids end up on drugs and that can happen like enough regardless. And if you can effectively communicate throughout their life that, um, you know, that, you love them and that you're supporting them and everything like that, well, then they're not going to feel alone because there's a disconnect with young, particularly like particularly young boys uh, growing up and there's scary statistics behind that too. Like, mm. and, and I just wonder how many could be prevented if people could be more amazing at, uh, at, at share both on both sides, sharing that it's okay that uh, no matter what they're loved and they're not alone and also them learning how to effectively communicate how they're feeling mm-hmm. and feeling confident that they, they, they call for helps uh, being, being heard. So like that, that's a big one for me, like with, with children uh, and my kids, I'd love to be able to make sure that I can be, uh, do the best I can mm-hmm. and not leave any, anything to chance that, you know, that I can have any influence over. I, I think that's a really good point too, mate, because if, if people, if you're listening to this, think back to your parents' parenting styles. Um, my parents were chalk and cheese, you know, my, um, my mum had a very strict parenting style. My dad was quite laid back. My mum was quite judgmental. (laughs) My dad was kind of my, like my confidant. Um, so, you know, I, I always felt heard when I went to dad and I felt like I could tell him anything. Whereas if I went to mum, you know, my mum is a very wise lady. She thinks she's probably the wisest person on the planet. (laughs) She's always quick to give advice, but she's also, she also judged me on some of the mistakes that I made. And even though her intentions were good and she was coming from that place of love, it didn't feel like it at the time, you know? So as a parent moving forward, I want my kids to be able to come to me about anything. You know, if they feel like they're getting in trouble, if they feel like they've been wronged, if they feel like they've made a mistake and they're not sure how to um, remedy it. Like I, I'd love them to be able to come to me where I don't judge them, where I'm not necessarily trying to be their friend, but I, I want to be an ear. I want to be someone that can maybe offer a few different options and then put the responsibility back on them to go and, you know, solve the, the situation themselves. So, you know, as a parent, as, as a conscious parent and this whole positive parenting thing, um, I, I think you can really you know, make a difference in your child's life by just being an open listener and making them feel heard and not judged. And um, to be honest, guys, are you allowed to swear on this podcast? I guess you can. <laughs> I've been told that you can't fuck up your kids, okay? So please don't beat, beat yourself up around something that you've said or, or um, I'm quite hot-headed. So I have kicked things and thrown things in the past and it doesn't make me proud of what I've done and I've learned from those reactions and I've been able to grow and go, you know what, that wasn't probably the right thing to do. I don't go back in and I don't apologise to my kids for behaving that way because then that would like make them right and you wrong and that kind of thing and you don't want the right and wrong to come into it. But what you do want is that open communication to say, you know what, 
mommy probably shouldn't have acted like that or I probably shouldn't have said that, but this is why, this is how I was feeling and really get down to the crux of it. And I think if you do that, guys, you're going to have richer relationships, not just with your kids, but with yourself, you know, and that's what we want. And when we lead ourselves first, that's when we can lead others, lead a community, you know, lead the world. So it all starts with you. Amazing. And honestly, think about moving on from that. Like what, if you could effectively communicate with your customers and your future prospects in a way that doesn't make them feel like they're being sold to or pressured, yeah. uh, you know, and effectively influence them to move from the position of comfort into uh, growth and so you can bring more joy and abundance into their life. If you like, I'm sure the people that are listening to this, that's what we're about. If you could do that in a better way, that means that you help more people and you help yourself more. And like the first person you need to save is yourself. So it's okay to be paid uh, handsomely for helping a lot of people. Uh, so like, honestly, the, the quick way is like meet people where they're at, you know, take inventory of their words, their voice qualities and physiology and give them the respect they deserve by communicating in a similar matter, manner. Uh, just as you would if you were talking to someone from another country. Mm. You, you would like do your best to, uh, to, to match and mirror them and find a way to uh, communicate so that they understood and they feel understood. And that's giving them, moving into their world and meeting them where they're at is you giving them the highest amount of respect. So I really, really give them that. Mm. And any real, any conversation where you don't leave them, uh, you know, have the goal, like where any conversation your your goal is to leave them better than they were before yes. the conversation. Yep. What did what did Scott say on the weekend? Like if you if uh, saying something isn't going to improve on the improve, improve upon the silence, mm -hmm. you probably shouldn't be talking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. um, I love that, and I, we want to give you a few a few tips, a few strategies to help improve your communication. And the first thing is you want to build a foundation of trust, guys. You really want to um, build rapport, have have that connection. You know that. Um, that commonality, I guess, is what helps build rapport. So if you're in business, like how are you going to connect with people and um, what sort of culture are you going to create as well, you know, around communication? Um, trust your word. You want people to be able to trust your word. If you say you're going to do something, make sure you stay true to your word because the quickest way to lose trust is by not doing what you say. So that comes down to customers and suppliers and team and your family as well. Um, and in regards to your family, get them involved on your business goals and things like that as well. Get them communicating. What do they want? What are you going to work together as a family? Um, encourage communication in all aspects of your life. Something that we've incorporated as a family around our dinner table every night is we talk about what was our favorite part of the day, what are we grateful for, and what did we get wrong today, you know? And everyone has to think of something that they got wrong because guess what? Are we going to get things wrong in life? Yes. But do we want to feel bad about it? No. We want, to, we want growth. We want to see failure as a, as a stepping stone towards growth. So we do a happy dance when we get things wrong. And it's, it's taken away a lot of anxiety that our six-year-old was feeling when she was coming home, feeling like a failure every day because of a, a maths test, you know. 
So embrace failure. Let's do happy dances about it because that's an opportunity for us to grow, guys. So there's a few little tips of, of what you can do in your household as well. Um, show signs of vulnerability as well. Stop trying to be so strong and have your shit together all the time. It doesn't, it doesn't work guys. So show your vulnerability. If, if you're getting things wrong or if you're messing things up or you're, you don't have your A game, just share that with people. You know, it's okay. And it's okay to be real and raw and vulnerable about these things because everyone's got their stuff going on in the background. Okay. Um, connect with people at a personal level. Ask a few personal questions. If you've got a supplier that comes in every week, get to know him, get to know her. What's going on? What makes them tick? If you've got customers, know your customers. Why do they buy from you? Why do they buy your services or your products? Um, do they have pets? Do they have kids? Like, where do they live? Like, find out. What do they love to do on weekends? Um, yeah, and then just find out what motivates people. You know, what are they working towards? What do they love to do? Um, and you will find that just by communicating at, a, at a, a different level, at a higher level, you'll have so many more, you'll attract so many more um, better relationships, you know, all around. But some tips around how to communicate with yourself, guys. Every morning, I am constantly um, doing my I am statements and my, my um, affirmations. That's a great way to communicate with yourself. You know, telling yourself, I'm an awesome leader, I'm an awesome mom, I'm bold, I'm courageous, I'm fun, I'm funny. I tell myself that all the time. <laughs> I'm strong, I'm fit, I'm healthy, you know, all these things. Like, what are you saying to yourself every day? Incorporate these into your daily um, rituals and you'll be surprised by how it sets you up for the rest of your day, you know doing positive self-talk, positive affirmations, or even just, you know, reading a few things like this that we've got on the back wall, um, just puts you in a different state. So there's a few tips for you on how to, you know, improve your communication skills. Amazing. So uh, we'd, as I said before, we would love to be able to, uh, like, go into everything we do on this podcast and share all our knowledge and... For those of you that have found this valuable and want to learn more and continue the journey, we would like to share with you that we have created a group where we can continue the dialogue. And if that is something that interests you, feel free to reach out wherever you're listening to this and, and or find us on Facebook. Uh, send us a friend request, send us a message and just say, hey, I heard you on Boss Talks. I'd like to learn more about the group that you're doing where we're going to give even more value and continue the conversation there. And you'll have access to Christine and I. And if you want to learn even more, we have a gift for the listeners today. We do have a gift. Everyone we, loves a gift, don't they? We, we do have a gift. <laughs> and it's maybe not the gift of podcasting yet, but the gift is uh, if you would like to, we'd like to give you 30 minutes of our time. We're both coaches. We, we help people get results and if we would like to gift you complimentary 30 minutes uh, of our time, so if that's something that you'd like to do to see if we're a good fit or you just want to chat to us for 30 minutes, we're cool with that as well. And, yeah, to see if you want to continue the journey with us. If you found this valuable, we would be honoured if you would share it because the word needs to get out. People need to be able to effectively communicate. People need to hear this stuff. There's so much programming and believe me, the, the news, the newspapers, they're using this stuff 
most of the time against you. So you really, once you become aware of this communication mm -hmm. and this communication styles and how it's used, you will be able to decide for yourself how you want to be influenced. Yeah. So guys, if that is you, please reach out and we'll be in contact. So any last words? I don't think I've got any last words today. I'm speechless. <laughs> that is now recorded and we've definitely got a one, a one time thing. So mark this on the calendar that Christine was speechless. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope you're having a most outstanding day. Thanks guys. Oh, I'm not supposed to say guys. Thanks everyone.